<clears throat> Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. So, by the time you guys hear this, it'll probably be around July uh, 4th, because uh, there is an embargo on the film I'm talking about here. Uh, so, we gotta wait till around the 4th of July. So, the film I'm reviewing today is Irresistible. Starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne in a John Stewart joint. Uh, John Stewart, of course, from The Daily Show with John Stewart fame. And uh, I have feelings on this movie. So, if you guys have listened to the podcast for any length of time, you guys know I'm a big fan of John Stewart. I, while I'm a big fan or have become a big fan of Trevor Noah since he's taken over the, the taken over The Daily Show. I really believe Jon Stewart is one of those voices that we need right now, especially right now, with how uh, divided things are. I think Jon Stewart is an incredible voice, and I really think we need more of his voice. Um, big fan of Death to Smoochie and the faculty, too. Um, I, I, I think Jon Stewart is just genuinely wonderful. So... When he came out that film Rosewater, I remember going, okay, Jon Stewart's uh, d- uh, directorial uh, debut, and he helped write the script. Like, let's go. And I think Rosewater's an okay movie. Not a great one, but an okay one. And it caught a lot of people off guard because it's it really is it's a drama. This is more in the vein of something that I feel like people were expecting from Jon Stewart, but... Uh, to be honest with you guys, it, it is a bit of a disappointment. So, uh, Steve Carell stars as a Gary Zimmer. He worked on the Hillary campaign. He's been a, a political advisor, helps with campaigns. The movie starts off with him uh, going ahead and being back in 2016, working for the uh, Hillary Clinton campaign. And, of course, Trump winning, boo. And uh, going ahead and regrouping in current present time uh in 2020 trying to go ahead and you know figure out what the political landscape looks like now moving forward and i think that in itself is a very interesting uh notion and a very interesting conversation that we do need to have um we look at you know uh all the protests and everything um going on uh because of george floyd and just how it feels like there is a seismic shift as far as things might truly be changing uh for people of color it's the film comes out in a very interesting point now just because as a conversation we're having um gary's direct adversary is faith uh faith brewster is her name played by rose Byrne, who i gotta be honest i'm a huge fan of rose Byrne. um damages i think that shows criminally underrated i love most uh i i'm gonna say i love melissa mccarthy that's not true i love rose Byrne and spy that's why i was thinking melissa mccarthy and uh neighbors we haven't reviewed uh miss america or mrs america yet but um i will be as we get closer to the election i thought a uh, spoiler i thought it was great and i think this is where the film has an identity crisis from jump because Rose Byrne is definitely playing Faith more as kind of a, almost like a caricature of a Republican. She's being very slapstick and, you know, telling, uh, telling, uh, Gary to, like, suck her metaphorical dick and shit like that. I'm sitting there going, wow, okay, that's aggressive. And Gary is, 
we have okay we have to have this conversation about Steve Carell I know people love Steve Carell I'm a fan of Steve Carell um but you're not winning an Oscar dude like like you're not we 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 need to you need to hear that again you are not winning an Oscar and when he's not trying to win an Oscar it feels like he's just playing Michael Scott I think the guy is incredibly talented. I think he's so, he can be so goddamn funny. But it's been about, I would say, four years since he's been in something that he really adored. And that was the big short. Ever since then, he's done, um, well, he was good in Vice. I'll give him that. But, uh, I mean, he did Welcome to Marwin. He did The Morning Show, which I watched a couple episodes I was not a fan of. I, I haven't done a review proper for Space Force yet, but I have some thoughts on him on that. And it's just... It's very frustrating to see Steve Carell because I think he is a really, he can be a great actor, Um, but he falls into way too many Michael Scott-isms for me. There are these points where he's like, oh my god, what's going on? And it just, it it, it screams Michael Scott um, as I hit my keyboard for no reason, Uh, but... uh, but I, 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 I didn't like Carell's portrayal of, of Gary here. He is supposed to be playing that out-of-touch person who doesn't understand, you know, how the how the small town works. And that is just a trope for me that drives me fucking insane because it's that sweet home Alabama bullshit where it's like, oh, we're in this we're in the middle of nowhere. You said folk don't know about how it is to be a real American. It's like, oh for fuck's sake. And that shit is so incredibly irritating over a two hour film. But I will say Rose Byrne and Steve Carell, they do have some comedic chemistry, even if the dialogue that's being written for them is not uh sparkling. Um I can't even find her name on IMDb, but Mackenzie Davis is in this. She plays um, uh, Chris Cooper's daughter, uh, Jack Hastings. Uh, Mackenzie Davis, you guys know from the last Terminator film, which if you've listened to that review, you know how much I hate the latest Terminator film. I think it is ass-squared on how bad it is, but it was really cool to see Mackenzie Davis in, in a role that I think she could really excel in. If she gets a better script, she is very naturally charming and charismatic. And like I said about Terminator, she does have a great screen presence about her. There are scenes with her and Steve Carell where I think she carries the scenes, um, if I'm being honest. And she's been acting a lot less than Carell has. So it was actually cool to see her kind of step up in that sense. Um, Chris Cooper. I need to sing Chris Cooper's praises here because if you guys have listened uh, to our review of uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which if you haven't, you should, uh, he was great in there and he had some scenes with Matthew Reyes that I thought were just so genuinely wonderful and he gives a speech about about immigration uh, early on in the movie, which is how he ends up on Gary's radar. I thought that speech in particular was so well handled. And there's a speech later on where he's go- he's at this uh, benefit dinner for his campaign. And he's talking about how, you know, this is essentially a shell game. And why do I have to come to Washington to beg for money for a campaign that's in Wisconsin? And I, when I sat back and I heard him say that, I went, wow, that's a very good point. And the movie has these little blitz where you go oh that's a very good point on that or oh that was clever but the problem is this film is over two hours and it feels like two and a half at some time at some points it just it will it just goes on and on 
I was watching this and I thought I was maybe an hour and a half in and I was only 40 minutes in. I'm like, wow, that it, it should not feel like that. I shouldn't be not dreading this movie, but I shouldn't be this bored for something that wants to go ahead and, you know, go ahead and speak to me. Jon Stewart wrote this movie clearly for people who aren't voting and for people who just want to feel like someone is speaking to them. So in that aspect, I completely understand what Jon Stewart's going for. The problem is that while you look at The Daily Show and you look at some times where Stewart would definitely take CNN or Fox News or whomever to task, this movie is so worried about, I think, just getting getting your attention and going ahead and letting you know, like, hey, you can go ahead and, you know, go ahead and vote. It doesn't want to go ahead and sway you either way, so it comes across very milquetoast. It comes across very inoffensive. Uh, the best way I can describe it is if you've ever gone to vacation Bible school, you remember how they would give you those store brand crackers? They, you know, because it's a church, they can't, you know, skimp for, you know, name brand. Like, they'd give you those, like, shitty animal cookies that are, you know, like, not even Walmart brand, like, below Walmart brand. That was your snack. That's the best way. That's what this movie essentially is. It's not, it's not going to offend you or piss you off. But at the end of the day, it might sustain you if you just need to waste an hour and a half, two hours. But at the end of the day, from someone who is as creative, who as, is as good of a writer as Jon Stewart is, I expect better from Jon Stewart. So when I get this, I go, all right, this might be good for a better writer. But it's kind of like with Pixar when I saw The Good the good Dinosaur. I'm like, okay, if this was, you know, like Illumination, I might go, oh, this is great. But... You've set a certain bar, uh, you know, a certain floor for yourself. And the fact that this is what you turn out after I'm assuming multiple rewrites, uh, that's that's upsetting to me. Uh, as far as a couple things that did make me laugh, there is a scene where Steve Crow gets this, uh, like, this baked good. It's like a, it's not a Danish, but it's like this, almost this, like, a blitz bar or something like that. And he's eating it in the car, and he's eating it kind of, like, orgasmically, which I did get at least a chuckle at. And then, like I said, the Chris Cooper speeches, the actual speeches he gave, I thought were super well, I thought were super well done. Um, I'm, I'm kind of dancing around a couple things here, but to be honest, there's not really a whole lot in this movie to break down. There is kind of a, I don't even want to call it a twist, but where the movie ends up. While I think the message is good, the journey it took, the, the you know, the destination, as it were, it feels very unearned. Where the movie ends up, I went, oh, really? That's what you're going to kind of pull? And again, that part of the film, I don't have a problem with. I have a problem with how we got there. And I think if the movie had, had done some more legwork and really put in some more time... I would have been less like, oh, that's bullshit, and more like, oh, okay, I, I, I enjoy that. Uh, Nata uh, Natasha Leone and Topher Grace are in here um, as, like, kind of, like, a advisors and kind of laying out, uh, you know, like the um, like who, like the segments, the voter segments, and I thought their couple scenes were really good, but the problem is you've got Topher Grace, you've got Natasha Leone, you've got Will Sasso, you've got... Deborah Messing is in this. I mean, you've got a great cast, but for all the talent that's involved, it's so focused on on Gary and Faith. I'm sitting there going, you have a really great cast here. If you could even just spare 10 minutes to give 
some more time than Natasha Leone and the Topher Grace and Will Sasso. Will Sasso plays this uh, kind of smartass who's in the town who is friends with uh, Brent Sexton, uh, Brent Sexton's character, Mayor, uh, Mayor uh, Braun. And I actually liked Mayor Braun in this. I thought his character was, for the amount of time they gave him, was actually pretty decently fleshed out and was was funny. And I was like, okay, this movie's not all bad. There is some stuff here I think people will enjoy. I, I, I really believe if you live in the more you know, Midwestern part of the country, this might be something that speaks to you. Uh, for me, as someone who tries to stay up on politics and kind of wanted something more, uh, not kind of, definitely want something more from this, and the fact that this is all I got, I, I, I was disappointed by that. I, I definitely wanted more from this. So, um, damn, I'm really thinking about what to give this. So, this is no means like a go fuck yourself. I wasn't like, angry watching this i was just really bored out of my mind at points this is this is unbuttered toast this is not going to offend you this is not going to make you more than likely you know riot or raise your voice or anything like that this is just very this is almost like a sleepy time movie like this is something you'd put on on sunday afternoon and go oh okay like that was fine for what it was but if i had seen this in a theater uh, I will be honest, uh, I, I got a screener for this, but if I had gotten, uh, if I had seen some theaters, I'd probably be a little more irritated than I am right now, and again, I just expect more from Don Stewart, so I'm gonna give this a, ooh, I'm gonna give this a D, um, yeah, it, it's, it's just, you know what, just because of Chris Cooper, I'll, I'll give it a D plus, there you go, I'll be a little more kind, I'll give it a D plus, um, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Jon Stewart. I think the guy really is incredibly talented. Um, I found myself watching old Daily Show clips uh, that he that he uh, did uh, pretty frequently, honestly. I think Jon Stewart needs to get some sort of outlet, again, to use his voice outside of film, whether it's a you know an HBO show or something else uh i actually think this would have maybe worked better as a show maybe as maybe five half hour episodes do a limited series of this but um it's just disappointing because again you do expect more and i expected better from john stewart so hopefully his third film is aces and i just love it but uh so far i have been i've been disappointed from what i've seen from john stewart as a writer director uh as far as films are concerned so um, if you need to, if you want to watch a great, uh, political, uh, film that like, you know, that's, does have a message, watch Election with Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon. That's a great movie. And to be honest, I don't, I'm blanking off the top of my head to think of a film that's taken that road as far as politics and has been as effective as, as Election was. And Election was what, 98, 99, I think that came out. So yeah, so Yep, hopefully next one's better, John. But, uh, guys, when you see Irresistible, let me know what you think. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. Uh, you can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. Go ahead and follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at NearmanTheFirst. And you can follow Colin on Twitter at the Real O'Neill. That's R-E-E-L O'Neill. And you can go ahead and uh, like, share, and subscribe. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, 
and iHeartRadio at The Real Pineapple. Um, when you guys listen to this, uh, I don't know when I'm going to post this. I don't know what we'll have coming up for new reviews. But thank you so much for your support, guys. Uh, please stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you guys soon. You take care.